Summit Annual Youth Conference, or should we say Summit Youth Party? Summit offers amazing worship designed specifically for youth with highly sought after speakers and musicians, where West youth have an opportunity to take advantage of a snow skiing option or hang out in Blowing Rock, North Carolina. Summit will take place the first weekend in February, which is the 3rd through 5th at the Blowing Rock Conference Center. If you know of a youth that would like to go to Summit, please email leanne at headingwest.org. Feeling like a lump on a log? After all the holiday gatherings, meal after meal, after meal, after meal, after meal, eating healthy doesn't have to be scary. When you don't go about it alone. Check out the Trim Healthy Mama small group. Come the first and third Sunday of the month, 5 p.m. for one hour at Faith UMC. There's also an online weekly support group for Trim Healthy Mama to learn how to implement healthy lifestyle plans. For more information, visit headingwest.org or email dawn at headingwest.org. Good Sunday morning. I'm so glad that you're joining with us this morning. On Friday night, I decided that the snow actually probably was going to come and we were going to have significant accumulation. So the odds of us joining together on Sunday morning at Lake Norman High School for worship would not be very likely. So I decided that we would have worship online and thanks to the staff and Josh for helping pull the video clips for today, we're starting a message series called Faith at the Movies and looking at some of the life principles and faith principles we can learn from theater. This morning we're going to look at the movie Frozen. There are two sisters and they love each other but then they have some conflict. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But before that I wanted to show you my snowman. One of the things the sisters used to like to do together in the movie is build a snowman. And so they would sing this song, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And ultimately there's a snowman in the movie named Olaf. He's hilarious. And so I thought in the season of faith at the movies and having a snow day on a Sunday morning, I would convince Lane, my daughter who was home from college, to come build a snowman with me. She was none too thrilled at that prospect, but being a trooper, she came outside with me and then she became very frustrated because you see, I have absolutely no clue how to build a snowman and we tried to do it too early today and so the snow was not sticking together at all. So below you can see our our very unique snowman creation. Lane was willing, however, to come out and help with this, as was Scott. You know, those were some acts of sacrifice on both their parts. And honestly, after the first few seconds, they didn't grumble very much except to get frustrated at me when I would just stand and supervise instead of actually getting down in the snow. So this morning, I want you to take a look at my snowman and then let's talk about what Faith at the Movies teaches us in the movie Frozen.
The movie Frozen does a great job at depicting a principle that you and I deal with in our everyday lives. A principle, a concept, an emotion called love. In the movie Frozen, this love is shown not by two people that fall in love with each other and get married, but instead by two sisters, Anna and Elsa. Elsa has has these amazing mystical powers that when she touches things, they become frozen. Now, when she's a little girl, she and Anna are playing and those powers are fun. In fact, one of the things that they enjoy doing together are is building a snowman. And so as they grow older, though, Elsa's powers end up becoming more of a hindrance instead of something that just poses fun for the two of them. And so what ends up happening is that one day while they're playing, Elsa's powers come into play because she doesn't really know how to control them, and they end up hurting Anna, and she ends up with like what we would call as a birthmark, a white streak that's going to be in her hair forever, and then their parents react, and some would say even overreact, and they end up separating the two girls. That's how they deal with the fact that Elsa has these powers that she can't control. Now think about how you would feel if you're separated from someone that you love and you enjoy spending time with. Anna becomes sad, and so she pines away wanting to spend time with Elsa. Elsa, the one with the powers, really feels like a freak, uh, sort of like a freak of nature. She's embarrassed. She doesn't know how to control them. And so this drives her to isolation. This is depicted in the next video clip. Take a look. Elsa? Do you want to build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play. I never see you anymore. Come out the door, it's like you've gone away. We used to be best buddies, and now we're not. I wish you would tell me why. Do you want to build a snowman? It doesn't have to be a snowman. Go away, Anna. Okay, bye. The gloves will help. See? Conceal it. Don't feel it. Don't, Don't let it show. <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? Or ride our bike around the halls? I think some company's overdue. I've started talking to the pictures on the walls. Hang in there, Joan. It gets a little lonely. All these empty rooms. Just watching the hours tick Getting upset only makes it worse. Calm down. No, don't touch me. Please, I don't want to hurt you. See you in two weeks. Do you have to go? You'll be fine, Elsa.
Elsa? Please, I know you're in there. People are asking where you've been. They say of courage, and I'm trying to. I'm right out here for you. Just let me in. We only have each other. It's just you and me. What are we gonna do? Do you wanna build a snowman? After the death of Anna and Elsa's parents, Elsa becomes crowned queen. At the coronation ball, Anna comes up to Elsa and tells her that she's ready to get married. Elsa reacts because she knows that Anna does not really understand the concept of true love, that she couldn't really be in love with this man if she's only known him for such a short time. They get into an argument, and then Elsa's powers end up driving her out of the whole village. In fact, the whole kingdom, and she moves to ultimate isolation far away. Take a look. Thank you. Oh, there she is. Elsa! I mean, Queen. Me again. Um, may I present Prince Hans of the Southern Isles? Your Majesty. <laughs> we, we would like... Uh, your blessing... <laughs> of, our <laughs> of our marriage. Marriage? Yes! I'm sorry, I'm confused. Well, we haven't worked out all the details ourselves. We'll need a few days to plan the ceremony. Of course, we'll have soup, roast, and ice cream, and then... Wait, would we live here? Here? Absolutely. Anna. Oh, we can invite all 12 of your brothers what? to stay no. with us. No, 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 no. Of course we have the room. Just I don't wait. know some of them. Wait, slow must... down. No one's brothers are staying here. No one is getting married. Wait, what? May I talk to you, please? Alone? No. Whatever you have to say, you, you can say to both of us. Fine. You can't marry a man you just met. You can if it's true love. Anna, what do you know about true love? Well, more than you. All you know is how to shut people out. You asked for my blessing, but my answer is no. Now, excuse me. Your Majesty, if I may ease no, your... No, you may not, and I, I think you should go. The party is over. Close the gates. Yes, what? Your Majesty. Elsa, no, no, wait. <gasps> Give me my glove. Elsa, please, please. I can't live like this anymore. Then leave. do to you enough Anna no why why do you shut me out what why do you shut the world out what are you so afraid of? I said enough <laughs> sorcery I knew there was something dubious going on here Elsa Are you all right? 
from me. Stay away! <gasps> Monster! Monster! After Elsa freezes the entire kingdom, she flees and goes to live in isolation. Anna, who is unhappy with the state of things, goes after her to try to convince her that she should come back and turn the kingdom back into summer so that it's not gripped with winter all the time. When she gets there and when she finally encounters Elsa, their love does not seem to be the most predominant emotion. They end up having a fight, having an altercation with one another, and this time Elsa's powers end up actually hurting Anna in such a way that she only has a few short days to live. Elsa ends up getting kidnapped and taken back to their kingdom. When she gets there, Anna is still pursuing her, and there's this final scene where Elsa is lying on the ice and she is getting ready to be killed. Anna sees that. Anna knows that she too is getting ready to die and she has this idea that the one thing that will save her from death is true love's kiss. Now, that's the idea that's portrayed in the movie, that it's a kiss that will save them, but that's actually never stated. It's an act of true love. And that's where the whole concept of love is really important for us to think about. There are different kinds of love that we'll see in scripture. There's eros, that's the the love that people have when they fall in love with one another. And then there's a much different kind of love. It's called an agape love. And that's the love that we have deep within our souls. That's the kind of love that God has for us, that Jesus had for us when he came and walked among us. And that's the kind of love that still exists that God has for each of us today. That is the kind of love that Elsa and Anna had for one another. And that is depicted in how Anna chooses to give herself for her sister to save her life. Take a look. Kristoff. Anna. Anna? 
sacrificed yourself for me? I love you. An act of true love will thaw a frozen heart. Love will thaw. Love. Of course. Elsa? Love. down this is the best day of my life and quite possibly the last oh, Olaf <laughs> hang on little guy oh 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 <gasps> my own personal flurry <laughs> Anna but she froze your heart the only frozen heart around here is yours. So here's Anna. She thinks if she receives true love's kiss that she will not die and she'll be able to be healthy again. But she turns and she sees her sister who's getting ready to be killed. Keep in mind, this is her sister who had shunned her, who back when they were small children, she isolated herself from her. And then she fled. Anna had to go after her. And even when she got there, she was not warmly received, so much so that she ended up being injured by her sister. Think of all those emotions that she went through each of those times. Those were not happy experiences that she had with her sister. They were very negative ones. But at the end, when it really, really matters, what does she do? She ends up acting out in love. And that love looks like sacrifice. That is what true love is. That's the whole point of the Frozen movie. That love is not a love between two people that are in love with one another and want to get married and spend their lives together. But instead, true love is an act of sacrifice. We also see that in scripture. You know, perhaps you've heard of the whole crucifixion story. And that's something that we always go to, that Jesus gave himself up for us. He died for us while we were still sinners. And remember that sinning means to miss the mark. We can go to that part of the Christian story and, you know, sure, we can understand that that is an act, certainly an act of sacrifice and true love. But one thing that I would also encourage us to think about is to look at the life of Christ, not just his death, but his life. He shows us what true love really is. The sacrifices that Christ gave were not just there at the very end. They were shown in all that he did. He would heal the sick, even when he was exhausted. 
when he fed the five or seven thousand or the multitudes of people on the hill, we read right before that story that he was trying to go away to a quiet place so he could rest. But yet when the people pursued him, he still found it within himself to teach and preach and perform miracles. Jesus was always giving of himself to others, even sometimes when they didn't know that they needed what he had to offer. Today, in this new year, as we look to live a life of love and joy, perhaps if each of us would look deep within ourselves and see what it is that we could sacrifice, then I think we would see and experience true love because we would be walking in the way of Christ. We can think, oh, there's nothing that I can do that would really make a difference, and that isn't true. Each one of us have powers within ourselves to make a difference. Just like Elsa had mystical powers that froze a kingdom, you and I have powers, skills, gifts, and when we will use those, they can be used for bad, or they can also be used for good. Yesterday, when I was trying to find some snow clothes so I could go outside, I was going through my closet and my t-shirt drawer, and I realized, you know what, I have so, so much. I have too much. How many t-shirts could one person really need? How many pairs of gloves do I need? I was convicted. I thought about our friends at New Story Missional Church in Winston-Salem and the homeless shelter that Scott Osterberg and the amazing staff and volunteers there keep open every day during the winter. I need to give those gloves to New Story. The extra t-shirts and clothes that I have, I need to give them to Bash. And then these fancy meals, when the Smiths go out to eat, or when we went out to eat on vacation, we dropped a hundred bucks per meal easily, sometimes more than that. You know, $100 actually keeps a child in Uganda in school and fed and taken care of medically and all the things that they need. $100 provides for a child in Uganda for two months straight. And you know what? We'll drop $100 without really thinking about it. You and I, we each have acts of service that we can use to make a difference and show true love. You know, a, a friend of mine and I were talking about the the snow day and we were excited about it. And then this friend of mine went to Uganda with me. We were talking about the fact that we were going and we had to buy food. Now, let's think about that for just a second. How many of us had no food at home that we couldn't go one or two days without going to the grocery store? We all have things. We have more than enough, truthfully. We've been blessed. So I encourage us to look at the blessings that we've been given, whether they are physical things or monetary or the skills that we have. And let's find a way to use them for one another. Let's sacrifice ourselves for one another so that those that we love can experience the gift of true love. Thank you for joining us for worship today. I hope that you'll go and do something special for someone. Sacrifice yourself this week. Not only will they be blessed, but so will you. Hear these words from 1 John chapter 4. God is love. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. 
The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know God if you don't love. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent God's son into the world so that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins, the times that we missed the mark and the damage that those sins have done to our relationship with God. My dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has seen God ever, but if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us and his love becomes complete in us. That is perfect love. Even though we've not seen God, if we will love one another, we will see God. May you go in peace and perfect love.